0: Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines Commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T shirt podcast. Hello, friends. So, the next question I've been asked is what is opiate withdrawal like not very nice but i'll come on to that so i tried heroin in hong kong where it's china white it's very pure form of heroin okay um someone showed me how to inject it over there but i was never addicted to it it was never like my drug right And with that kind of experience, it's tempting to think, well, you know, I'll never have a problem with it. And so, lo and behold, years later, what happens? I got put on a drug called oxycodone. I actually got put on a liquid form of it, but that's by the by. Now, let's just go backtrack a bit. When I was a drug worker, so as a substance misuse specialist, a job I did for, for three years, I once had a client and his drug was heroin, right? And I said to him, you know, what's the withdrawal like? I said, is it, is it like coming off speed? Because my experience is crystal meth and amphetamines, for the most part, right? And that could be bad. I mean, crystal meth is horrible, a horrible come down because you've been awake for so many days. That the, the, you are literally drained for, for for over a week. You can't stay awake. You just have to lie anywhere. Any patch on the floor where no one's going to bother you. Just lie down and, and you just sleep the day away, praying that it's over, right? My client turned to me and said, nah, nothing like speed. He's talking street speed in the UK, right? He said, nah, Chris, nothing like speed. it's it's horrible, mate, horrible. So there I am. I pop this disc in my spine. I was in the most pain i've ever been in next to kidney stones and the doctor finally and this that's quite a long story in itself finally i managed to get some proper painkiller and it i spent six months unable to walk i I had to stay in bed when i finally got this painkiller i was up mobile i could get out and about but of course when you're putting strong chemicals in your body there's always a payback right it doesn't matter whether which, what doesn't matter which drug dealer you get your drugs from whether it's the government the corporations your gp the guy on the street corner the bloke with a seven bedroom mansion it, it's irrelevant drugs is drugs is drugs alcohol by far the worst and if you're putting what is essentially a toxin a poison into your body you're poisoning yourself and there'll be after effects of that the initial effect might be very nice the after effect the come down you're going to pay you you know you go up you've got to go down right now my life was a, started to center around my prescription of this medication, and I was on a lot I, I was on a massive dose just so I could get out of bed. Um, and what happens is is you become so dependent on it then that you start to plan in your head you know, when am I gonna take this medicine? When when am I gonna run out? When am I gonna get more? Because you can't afford to go into withdrawal. And the withdrawal, as I mentioned, is horrible the withdrawal is horrible, right? So cut a long story short, I was on this medicine for a long time it's very strong it's not you know it's not that you buy heroin on the street that's the strong stuff and if you get it from a doctor's it's safe and it's and it's weak no it's completely the other way around you're getting pharmaceutical grade drugs from your gp right very very strong it has such a huge effect on the brain and, and your brain's the way your brain works you very quickly get uh, dependent on it from a chemical, biological perspective. You've got to remember, opiates, opium, is a painkiller, essentially. Or in the human body, it acts as a painkiller. And it completely suppresses all your body's natural ability to create painkiller right so when you've been reliant on it for so long and you suddenly take it away you essentially are going into a world of pain and this manifests itself in several ways after about 12 hours of not having this medication Or street heroin, whatever it might be, you start to go clammy. Your skin gets clammy. Just, you're like this, just sweaty. You know, you start sniffing because your nose starts to run. And then you develop this very strange experience. And I'm sure everyone will describe it differently. For me, it felt as if an elephant was pushing down on my body just with a foot and just increasing the pressure until you feel completely uncomfortable in your own skin. You've got this like invisible force on you. And all you can think of at that stage is can I get some more of this drug right now? It was such a bad experience, and on top of that, you can't sleep, you're wired, you're wide awake, you have spasms all in your legs, you're like this, ah, 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 all night long. Mine was particularly bad in one leg where it just completely would cramp up, and you lie in bed and all you want to do is sleep. You're so tired. You just want to sleep. And this can go on for days. You just want to sleep. You've got all kinds of stuff to do the next day. And everything in your brain is saying, go and take more of the drug. Go on. You'll be fine. You know, one hit, one pill, one tablet, one dose, whatever. You're going to be back on the ball. You're going to be fine, you know. And and you're saying, but I can't. I can't. All the time. The drug has got you. The devil has got you. That's a simple kind of biblical analogy, right? But all the time, it's like the evils of the world, they have got you. And it's a very frightening feeling to be out of control of your life and reliant, in this case, on a corporate drug dealer. And these people are the biggest criminals, if you ask me. They knowingly have got hundreds of thousands of people worldwide addicted to these ultra strong pain medication by saying that these things are no different to like aspirins right and you don't want to give into it because in my case I don't want them controlling my life right they don't care about me they don't care about my family They don't care if I die in the gutter they care about profit right so you really resist that temptation to to use more of this medication. And, you know, I had it there and it's like, no, I can't. And when I realised it was this hard coming off it, then I I had to put a plan B in place, which was just to cut down. And it took me weeks to cut down. And all I was thinking when it was taking this, this weeks to cut down was, If I was a street drug user, you know, somebody addicted to heroin and I didn't have money coming in or someone had stolen my stash or I got put in prison, my supply would end and I would have to go through the full-on withdrawal, the full-on cold turkey without any of this cutting down nonsense, right? And I would honestly say if... I think if people in society could just experience that once, the pain, the pain all over the body. You get pain in your eyes, right? You know that desperate. All you want to do is sleep. That's all you want to do, but you can't. You feel so horrible. You feel you feel like a tortured rat in a cage, with someone with a a, lech, a le- electrical castle prod or something it's going zzz, 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 and you can't escape it and the thought that someone has to go through that from you know without being a cut down at all I think society would be a lot more understanding of those people addicted to heroin if if they had to go through that themselves right so yeah, that's kind of my experience. Um, wasn't as bad as what you see on Train Spotting. For those of you that've seen that film, it was—it's nothing like that. That's just, you know, Hollywood or wherever the hell that film was made. Um, not, not, not like that. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's that's opiate withdrawal